Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. This is Steph Lee, and this is the Friday 15 that you're tuned into. Welcome. Happy Friday. I'm really excited today because we have Jackie Friedman, the uh, president of Nexion Travel Group with us. She's helping co-host. Hi, Jackie. Hey, Steph. Great to see you. Yes, wonderful to see you too. Well, we've got some exciting questions for you today. Let me um, see what we've got. And while I'm pulling up, um, just a reminder for anyone, make sure to subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any future episodes. All right, so first question, this is kind of a fun one, Jackie, just the questions I'm asking you today because <laughs> some of them are so short and then one of them is super, super long. But um, this one is from Netra, and they are wondering, what are some ways to market? It's a very broad thing, um, but maybe you can kind of narrow that down and talk about what's been successful for your advisors. Yeah. So Netra, I'd be happy to give you uh, a couple of tips that I think would be useful for so many people. Uh, so uh, first and foremost, nothing beats uh, getting out there and networking in person. Find opportunities where you can connect with potential clients, uh, ideally people that might share a common interest with you, uh, that may be uh, interested in the types of uh, destinations or travel products that you sell. So nothing beats that. Uh, second, social media is certainly a great way to engage uh, and grow your customer base or potential customer base. Uh, I would uh, keep it regular, you know, have interesting and engaging content, looking for responses, follow up. Uh, if you keep your pages and your different social media uh, sites relevant, people are going to want to follow you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, third. Oh, wait, Jackie, before you go into the third one, can you talk about, because before we came on the air, Jackie and I were talking about something Nexion was doing last week, you said, in Europe. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a great like way to market just in general. Yeah, no, it really was. So we did a marketing immersion journey last week on Alma Waterways. We had uh, 25 or so advisors. And for the week, we really focused primarily on digital marketing. So social media, uh, having a great Google uh, presence, um, and what type of content did potential clients really want to see? Uh, so really great images, uh, great uh, opportunities to go live. Advisors who are out there traveling, and hopefully many of you are, yeah. one of the best and easiest ways of marketing is just sharing your experiences, showing you uh, traveling, having fun, getting out there, showing the destinations uh, that aren't that crowded right now. And, uh, you know, by just telling the story, uh, and I like to call it online FOMO, you know, get your followers, uh, really have that fear of missing out. And it could be very, very successful. So over the course of the week, uh, we generated a ton of content uh, some shared images. There were thousands of pictures uh, that participants can draw from and use in their own marketing. So, um, you know, just, uh, you know, telling that story uh, when you are traveling, make sure people know that you're out there, share your expertise, let them know your experience, what it's like to travel now, and but keep it engaging. Uh, one of the best tips I've seen an advisor do 
is while he was uh, traveling, he posted regularly every day on his social media channel. And then he took out a group at the end of that trip and reached out on his social media channel and said, I am doing a group on a river cruise next May. Um, who would like an invitation? And what happened is a lot of his followers that were uh, actively uh, keeping on top of his travels every day said, me, pick me, send it to me. And he filled that group and then almost filled the entire ship oh, wow. with, uh, through that strategy. Who would like an invitation? So I think that's a great tip mm -hmm. uh, if you're traveling and then putting something together to the destination or product that you've just personally experienced. Yeah, that's really great. Um, the, you know, when you were talking, so I think Netra, it, it's really great with what Jackie was saying with social media. So if social is a way you want to go with marketing to get the training and types of things to make it so you're really taking great pictures, they're not, you know, the camera lens isn't blurry and things like that. Make sure it's professional um, and take advantage of the training opportunities like Nexion offers. So, and then I interrupted you. So what was your third tip on that? So we've talked about social, we've talked about uh, networking. Uh, other things that you can do is depending on where you're coming from, we see advisors uh, that may have customer list, lists from previous uh, positions they had. Maybe they were in real estate or maybe they were in other areas where they had access uh, to customers. So if you have uh, the luxury of being in that situation, reach out to those folks, let them know uh, what you're now doing, that you're selling travel, you would love uh, for them to consider you when, uh, when they're ready to book travel. Uh, you know, maybe send a newsletter or do a podcast uh, yeah. There's really just so many things that you can do. A lot of it depends on who your potential customers are. And then some of them are really, really simple that folks don't really consider marketing. But ask for referrals always. You know, it's not just about who you know, but it's also about who your contacts can connect you with. And, um, you know, I've seen advisors really do very nicely building their business with referrals as their primary marketing source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's as simple as asking after you book them, do you know anyone else that wants to maybe go on this trip or would like to like enjoy this with you? Exactly, you hit the nail on the head. Don't wait until afterwards, but you can uh, successfully turn one booking into maybe two, three or four uh, mm -hmm. you know, just by asking that question. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up a good point too. Like there's so many different ways to market. It's overwhelming. Yep. And instead of trying to go down 70 different paths to really look at, like Jackie said, who your clients are, where they're hanging out, and then also where you're comfortable and where you're passionate. Because if you hate online marketing, um, one, you should at least try it out. See if it, you know, is a little different than you think. But if you hate it, like maybe you want to go the more traditional route and start doing like offering like meals and where you talk about a different destination and invite people in. Um, there's just a lot of ways to do it and it's overwhelming, but I would recommend focusing on certain things that you're going to be able to keep up, number one, and that you're passionate about and know you can be good at. Absolutely. Yeah, so next question. Um, so this is the longer one, but um, 
This is from James and he says, I work for United Airlines and customer service at Pittsburgh International. I'm on the front lines, but not in management. I'm concerned with any conflict of interest issues that might arise while taking up as a new agent with a host agency. So then he talks about how he's talking with the compliance and ethics team um, to see if there's anything crazy about that. Um, and he says, it's pretty standard from a corporate standpoint, I guess, but I'm concerned if it does not approve, I have a pretty big decision to make. I enjoy my job and the people I work with and I love the customers, but I feel like I have so much more to give people in a more meaningful way. Do you have any feedback or advice for me as I begin this journey? Have you yourself or someone you know been in a similar situation that you have drawn experience from? So thanks very much for reading this and would love to hear your thoughts via email and if you choose so on your podcast. And you made the podcast, James. So Jackie, um, what is your advice and kind of thoughts on this? Sure. So James, you did the right thing by going to the compliance department at United Airlines. Um, you know, I've seen this happen a number of times where folks who have a full-time job, potentially in the industry, uh, want to start uh, seeing if working as a travel advisor is a good fit for them, but they're not ready to give up their day job yet because, uh, you know, it takes a little while for uh, the revenue to start coming in, you know, once you start your travel career. So, you know, let's assume uh, that uh, they come back to you. The first thing you want to make sure is you let them know that you will not be operating your travel business during the time that you are on paid hours. So mm -hmm. that could be a conflict. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that you're really upfront with your customers and let them know when you're available and that that doesn't include times that you're on the clock with your uh, with your employer. And um, but I think, you know, as as, as you get started and get the training, uh, you know, to come into the industry, uh, you know, then you will be able to tell. But uh, I've seen it uh, work very, very well. And the only piece of advice I have for you is to just make sure uh, that you respect, uh, you know, any kind of positioning that, that United may give you in this particular case. Uh, but I think that they would respect the fact that you're being upfront with them before uh, you know, taking the next steps. If you're with a host agency, you are as an independent contractor, so it's not another uh, employment. And as long as you're not going after United customers or um, accessing any uh, customers that you may have access to through your job there, they probably would have no issue with it. Yeah, and, and I had a friend in the industry that worked for Sun Country and then had their agency too on the side. And of course, it's a different airline, but they were totally cool with it. So, yep. well, well, good luck, James. We're looking forward to you starting your agency. Um, and then another question, this one is from Danya. Um, so Danya took our seven-day setup, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that if you're not familiar with it. It's kind of um, a program that we have for people that helps them get the business side of their agency set up before they're getting ready to start travel. But now having said that, so Danya asked, after I finish the seven day setup, now what do I need to do? <laughs> well, I wish I could say uh, you're all the way there, but you still have some work to do, Danya. Yeah, uh, you know, so the seven day setup is a great foundation. Uh, but, you know, what I would do if I were you is uh, you know, take a pen and paper and 
write down what type of travel you really, really want to sell. Uh, I'm a big believer uh, that you should know more about less rather than less about more. And it becomes less overwhelming if you can start uh, with, um, you know, a very, very focused approach. Maybe you want to sell cruises or maybe you want to sell all inclusives to the Caribbean and Mexico, or maybe you want to sell Europe. Uh, you know, but kind of take a look at what your interest is and then you have to figure out what you need to know, uh, you know, to be able to sell that. I mean, here we are, host agency reviews. Uh, anyone that's new to the industry, I believe, should be with uh, a host agency or a franchise. Uh, you know, these organizations are set up to help new agents like you uh, get started, to help you focus, to help provide some of the training that you need to learn more about the products and to learn more about the booking tools and to learn more about the destinations. And uh, so I would look, uh, you know, through host agency reviews, try and find a couple of host agencies, hopefully Nexion's one of them, uh, that do have really, really strong new advisor training programs and look at those because uh, that will really help you get started on the right foot. Mm -hmm. Next, um, by affiliating with a host agency, you likely will have access to a community of other advisors or potential mentors, uh, people uh, that you can tap into. Uh, you know, one of the things that's wonderful about this industry is it's very collaborative. Even though you have a number of people that technically are running competitive businesses, uh, you know, I find advisors are very willing uh, to help each other out. So you don't have to go at it alone, uh, you know, affiliate, do your homework and host agency reviews is one of the best places to do your homework and, uh, and then connect with one of the hosts that can help you kickstart your career. Yeah, Danya, the, the, once you choose a host, um, I know you're probably near that point in time since you're, you're, you went through the seven day setup. But they're really going to kick in. And like Jackie said, they're like the seven day setup is more foundational knowledge about business stuff. Now what's your next, like you need to change your gaze and start looking at a new goal. And that's learning how to book travel, which is very difficult, um, learning how to get clients. Um, and that's what the host agency's real specialty is. They have all the connections with the industry. They have great new agent trainings. I know Nexion does like boot camps, don't they, Jackie? Or... Yeah, we have a number of options. We have uh, a virtual campus or an independent learner, really, really uh, intensive training programs. Uh, we have five-day either virtual or live uh, new agent training programs. The live ones are in our office. The virtual ones are for folks that might not be able to travel. We have mm -hmm. three-day boot camps. We have a full-blown uh, what we call a roadmap to success, which is a learning management uh, resource with over 800 pieces of content uh, to really help folks with their business. So, uh, you know, that's what Nexion has, but I know a number of other host agencies uh, really have a focus on mm -hmm. uh, helping new to the industry. It's so important uh, yeah. that we bring new people into the industry. And, uh, you know, so obviously we're a good fit, but there are others uh, as well. And you just need to check and see which one uh, is a good fit for you. But 
I'd like to say that uh, bringing new people into the industry is a tremendous strength of ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so important. Like none of us want people that come in to fail. So um, a lot of host agencies and even outside host agencies, there's tons of trainings from suppliers, from destinations, from the travel Institute, lots and lots of stuff for you, Danya, to, to now turn your gaze towards. So, and, and Jackie, let's squeeze in one last question here. So this one um, comes from MRH and they're asking, uh, I'm going through the process of creating an LLC and U.S. bank account via the help of a U.S. investor to open an airline tickets agency. But it's hard for me to get a host agency who will work with a non-citizen. Do you have any suggestions about which host agency will work with non-citizens? Um, yeah, so maybe Jackie, you can talk about what Nexion does. And then maybe, because I, I know that not all host agencies accept people out that are not U.S. citizens. Your MRH are a little bit of a different situation because you have this U.S. investor that can probably do things for you. But Jackie, it would also be helpful if you touch on why it's difficult for U.S.-based host agencies to work with people outside the U.S. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on the product that you're going to sell. Uh, you know, selling cruises, for example, uh, many cruise lines um, work differently with travel agencies in different parts of the world. And so, uh, you know, some of the cruise lines um, that a U.S. or Canadian-based agency might work with uh, may not accept bookings from international travelers. Um, in this case, if you are based internationally where you have a U.S. bank account, which is certainly one barrier that you are able to overcome, if you, uh, you know, have um, a U.S. address, uh, you know, it, it is possible. In terms of selling ARC airline tickets, uh, again, it really depends on who you're selling to. If you're selling to international customers and you're working with an agency that has a U.S. ARC number, it's probably not going to be the best for your customers uh, because the fares are all going to be converted into U.S. dollars. So a lot of it depends on where your customers are as well. But we do have a handful of non-U.S. or Canadian customers uh, but they are typically uh, U.S. citizens. They have the U.S. bank account. Uh, we have the ability to do a credit check, uh, you know, because a lot of host agencies do mm -hmm. check to make sure that the, the credit or the background uh, checks. And again, it comes down to where their customers are based as well. So it's going to be on an exception basis, uh, but I would make sure uh, that you chat with a couple of hosts uh, you know, so that we, uh, you know, know what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And we can let you know uh, pretty quickly whether it's going to be a good fit or not. Yeah. And I, I think for anyone that's listening to this, that is kind of wondering, like getting really straight to the point right away with the host agency, you'd need to clarify, like for instance, MRH, you're unique in that you have a U.S. investor with boots on the ground that can do some of the work for you and the background check can be run through them and things like that. Um, so make sure to tell people that right away. Now, if you are a non-US citizen, live outside the United States and wanna work with a US host agency, I would say that's not the greatest 
it, it, number one, you're not going to have anyone that's probably going to take you on. But number two, it doesn't really make sense for you to go with a U.S. host because you're not you'd be using U.S. suppliers for your clients that don't live in the United States. So it's a little bit wonky there. Um, but yeah, things um, MRH, I think um, you could maybe find someone that might be able to work with you because you have that person, that investor within the United States. So um, thanks, Jackie. Let's see. Um, if people have questions or want to talk with you more about anything on here or what's the best way for them to contact you or someone at Nexion? So if they're interested in joining Nexion, the best thing to do is to contact our sales team. Uh, they can uh, email sales at Nexion.com and Wendy, Carlin or Erica. I would be happy to get back to them. If anyone wants to reach out to me directly, if they have a question specifically for me, I'm certainly happy to take that. Uh, my email is simple. It's Jackie.Friedman at Nexion.com. You can also go to our Nexion.com website and just click on the Get Started button. And again, Wendy, Carlin, or Erica would be happy to get. Uh, They're all very fun. They're very fun. Um, yeah, we'll put the, so we'll put in the show notes the emails for both Jackie and for the sales team. Um, and then Thank you for tuning in today, everybody. Next week, uh, make sure to tune in Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. We'll have another co-host with Keith Walden from Departure Lounge. So, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and everyone have a wonderful weekend. Happy Friday, everyone. Yeah.